Hi, I'm Maddie, and I don't have a hobby. Hi, I'm Haley, and I have too many hobbies. And I've taken it upon myself to get Maddie hooked on just about anything. In this podcast, we're talking true crime. We're talking Enneagram. We're talking mental health. We're talking Scientology. And just about everything in between. So we're inviting you on a journey that you definitely didn't ask to be invited on. In the hopes that you too would like to be Average, average girls Average and Welcome back to Average But Owning It. Hello. Average But Owning It. Wait, Hi. I'm Haley. I'm Maddie. What's our intro? Average, average oh, girl. I, I forgot about it. I'm going to hear it again. No, I know. I just forgot what it was. But anyways. Do you ever, well, I actually already know the answer to this question before I ask it, but I know sometimes I hear Emerson like humming it randomly. Yes, you know what is so embarrassing? People will walk back, or yeah, People will walk past my office mm-hmm. at work singing it. Oh, did I tell you that someone they brought it up when we were at the lake house? And I get nervous. Oh, I know. It makes me feel I like know. sick. Freaking Kyle Brown told his friend that he was like, oh, Haley, I heard you had a podcast. And I was like, no. I don't know I what you're that. talking about. <laughs> I was like, no. I was like, what's it about? And I was like, I literally don't know. I'm not entirely sure. Just forget everything I think I literally just said it's bullshit just ignore it yeah when people ask me about it I'm always like I'm not I'm not sure we just talk and it's like not cool it's like not funny (laughs) you shouldn't listen to it it's like super dumb it's not cool you shouldn't listen I yeah sometimes people when there's like somebody new they'll be like oh Maddie has a podcast you should listen to it and I'm like no I don't (laughs) Yeah, again, I just get very embarrassed, and then, like, I make it sound like it's actual trash. Because I don't yeah. want anyone to. Well, yeah, because then if you talk down about it, then everyone has a low expectation. That's not even my, like, move, though. Oh, I'm, not, I'm not even, like, trying to set the bar low to, like, exceed the expectation. I, like, legitimately don't want them to listen. Okay, that's fair. I'm glad we're doing this together, then. <laughs> this, is, this is super cool. I'm not trying to grow my audience. Not at all. Whoever has found it so far... You guys are fine, but no new people. Hey, stop inviting people. Seriously. <laughs> stop telling people okay. about us. <laughs> I can't. Okay. Do you, you said you had a stupid question for our hot take. Yeah. Or is it it's a stupid question as in, like, we've probably done it before, but I'm just <laughs> circling back. Okay. Okay. Um, if you could change something about yourself, not physically, um, but, like, something about yourself, what would you change? Um... Also, I'm sick, so if I, like, cough really gross, I'm sorry. Which she probably will. At some I'll point. try and cut it out, but. <laughs> um, oh, God, about my personality? It's weird because it's, like, I feel like I'm a 10 out of 10, you know what I mean? Okay, so the thing you should change is mm-hmm. that you're a narcissist. No. Um, no, I would probably change maybe, like, the uh, maybe like the way I deal with conflict, maybe. Oh, okay. Like, I feel like I wish I wasn't as uh, defensive as I get. Oh, Okay. So you, that's the first thing you feel? Uh, it's the first thing I can think of, but maybe it's just like on the forefront of my brain. I don't know. Maybe that or maybe, uh, mm, hold on. You tell yours while I think. Well, I can think of a few, but I think <laughs> the one that like actually disrupts my life the most that I would change because it would like actually change the most things in my life. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just said the same thing twice, but it's fine. Um, 
I I wouldn't go worst case scenario. Oh. I'm very I figured out I have like almost like intrusive thoughts mm-hmm. relationally and safety. Uh, yeah. Those are my two triggers. Okay. And I'm You have a safety well, I guess you do have a safety one. Yeah. I do have a safety one. That one I don't talk about as much because I don't need to. Yeah. But I'm right. always thinking about it. Oh, always interesting. Mm-hmm. I realized the other day I started watching like a bunch of videos on uh, maladaptive daydreaming. What? I do it all the time and I, I never know. realized I do that. What is that? Um, it's basically like it's essentially like intrusive thoughts sort of in a way, even though intrusive thoughts can be very different, but sometimes they're not. Yeah. Um, but it's basically like you get stuck in it's a, it's a form of like dissociation. Okay. Where you like go off into like an alternate reality and you're like living out a scenario in your brain. Oh, like 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 if you're thinking of like it, you might do it just because you do worst case scenario things, and it I could be a good thing or a bad often. thing. But it's just like going into this whole thing of like this is exactly how this is going to play out. Yeah. But like having an entire dialogue of how everything goes down, like this is what these people do in the situation, or sometimes like whenever you're alone in your car and you're like, <sighs> like you know, you're acting out like not acting out, but you know what I mean. Like, I I do a version of that um, more specifically with the safety stuff. I, I like, I'm running through all of the worst case op like options that there are. If Mm -hmm. I'm sitting in my car at night, getting out, going into my apartment, Mm -hmm. I call Corey every single time it's dark outside and I'm walking from my car to my apartment every single day, every (laughs) single day. It's like, ah, it's that time again. She's just calling because she needs to get I literally will leave his house like 15 minutes before and I call him every single night or if he's at my house, I don't have to, but, um, I will, yes, I will play a version of what I think the worst case scenario is at that time in my head before I get out of my car. Okay. But I don't have the conversation. I don't have like dialogue. Mm -hmm. It's just the action, mostly because I think safety things don't require a dialogue. Okay, true. Um, But yeah, I literally did it last night because Corey wasn't, I was walking to my house calling Corey on FaceTime and he wasn't answering. And so and you're like, was, this is what's going to happen. Yeah, I was thinking, like, this is going to happen, and he's not mm-hmm. going to be on the phone, and he's not going to know. Oh. And he's just going to, like, scary. and, like, he'll try and call me back, and I won't answer, and he'll just, like, check my location and be like, oh, she's home. I forget that you have a nose ring. <laughs> I just was staring at it for the last, like, five seconds of that. <laughs> really? I, I forget all the somebody time. Somebody said that the other day, too, and I was like, I've literally been wearing a nose ring for five years straight. I want to get my nose ring pierced, but I'm scared. I'll go with you. I know, but it, after that last time we went, oh, you came with me the last time I got it. I know you should do the other side though. I know. I think I'm gonna have to do the other side because this one has too much scar tissue. Yeah, I think but the, the other side would be. Yeah, cute. but this is my good side. <laughs> but this is my good side, so I'm like. So my it. good side is this way because we have opposite good sides, and right. I, my nose ring isn't in it's any. The of best my thing about our friendship is we have opposite good sides, so we can take pictures without fighting. That's true. Um, I don't really fight for my good side though. I do. I don't really care. I only. Yeah, I do. have to fight for my good side because the other one, I will hate every picture we take. Well, I disagree, but um, I'm just saying my nose ring isn't on my good side. And I actually like it in photos that my nose ring isn't. Okay. I still think it's cute because it, like, makes my not as good side cuter. 
I'm just very, it hurts so bad last time that I'm scared. I mean, I yeah. have to like have a couple drinks before I go, which I know you're not supposed to do, but like I think I'm going to do it anyways. I turned green <laughs> after mine and the piercer told me that I was not allowed to drive home. But thankfully I was with one of my besties, Brienne, <laughs> and we both got ours done. She was getting hers re-pierced actually. And she was like, you have to go first because if you watch me first, you won't do it. Okay, fair. But she also knows I hate needles. So... Mm-hmm. There was a lot of that. I just closed my eyes the entire time. And then I watched hers get done. And I literally felt the blood, like, literally rinse out my body to my feet. Ooh, yeah. That is a terrible feeling. And I knew I turned green. And oh. I was like, my lips were purple. My skin was green. And they gave me a lollipop. Oh, like you were a little kid at the doctor's office? Yeah. And it was so funny because it was like in this piercing place in Seattle and there's like all these tatted up people yeah, like that rough. are like, yeah. And they're like, here's a lollipop. Do you feel okay? Oh. Like, okay. Those, some of those people are some of the nicest people I've ever met. Oh, a thousand percent. Even though the guy who did my nose told me the scar tissue was thinner here. And that's whenever he put his entire weight into my face because he realized halfway <laughs> through the piercing that he was wrong. Oh, Do you remember well, that? Yeah. I mean, he could still be a nice guy. Just oh, he was very nice. Smart. <laughs> he, no, I think – I just don't think he was expecting it. It was the most – it was so painful. And then we were supposed to go out that night or something, and I literally just had a, a water bottle to my face the entire night and, like, couldn't speak because my whole face just hurt. I passed out when I got my doubles pierced. Again, I, I'm not good with needles. Like I never knew this about you. Yeah, I'm really bad with needles. And I don't know why. Like, if I think about it, it's not that scary. But when it happens to me, it's just like my body reacts. It's not even my brain. It's not fear. It's like my body reacts to it. But yeah. the, the piercer was talking to one of my friends from home. And I literally was like, um, the room is going dark. And literally, it was like... <laughs> From the corners going in, it went dark, and I completely passed out. And I woke up to him, like, holding my head with a water bottle under my neck, like an ice-cold water bottle under my neck. But I was just like, I have to Passing do out a, is the weirdest I have feeling. to do a whole nother ear. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. Anyways, I don't know how we got onto this. What would you change about yourself? Oh, I yeah, I think I'm going to stick with my answer. I think I would be less defensive. Oh, less defensive. To... Okay. Even though I'm not like that with everybody, I think it just depends. Yeah, but I, I also don't have intrusive thoughts about everybody or everything. It's true. But it does affect my life in a way that I think if I didn't have that, I would be better off. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Let's let's handle our business for today, shall we? <laughs> yes. So today, we're kind of talking about, we did a similar version of this um, with the news, but we're going to kind of talk about like the pop culture, what's happening. There's a lot of tea. There's a lot happening. There is a lot of interesting things going on these days. There really are. Should we start with Trisha Paytas? Yeah, let's start with Frenemies. Have you, did you listen to Ethan's most recent episode? I've listened to all of them forever. I actually did. Wait, what? I didn't know you listened to Frenemies. I don't listen to it like like regularly. I listened to like a couple random episodes. Like, okay. But I mean, I follow Trisha Paytas just because I think she's a like, she just is the most interesting character. Yes. Okay. I've been listening to um, the Frenemies podcast since probably episode 17. Okay. So a while. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so and I was probably listening since right before the whole um, Ela drama. Oh. Like okay. probably maybe like three or four episodes before <laughs> that whole thing started. You mean before the Trisha Ela drama? Yes. Yeah. Oh, the Trisha Ela. That drama. was bad. That was very bad. The first time she basically quit Frenemies. So no, she's quit three times. Okay, so, so this is the second time, right? The Ela thing was whenever the he called. Time. She called him a cuck and the whole ordeal. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um. 
So uh, should we explain frenemies if people don't know? Yeah, that? if you don't know what frenemies is, um, Trisha Paytas is where we should start. She's like the YouTube personality, essentially. She's been on YouTube for forever. Yeah, she is one of the originals. She's like very famous for sobbing on her on her <laughs> kitchen floor. Um, I used to watch her like way before I probably should have been watching her because I thought I, it was ridiculous. I never watched her. Oh, never I Never before. I actually didn't even really know anything about her, which this is a personality flaw of mine, but I did watch David Dobrik. Um, <laughs> you did. I know, I did. Um, and I was, like, introduced to Trisha Paytas through that, through her yeah. dating the very mm-hmm. weird 40-whatever-year-old yeah. man, Jason. Um, she's also, like, she's been a porn star and stuff before. Like, she's a stripper. But she's also, yeah. like... Uh, but then she has these random things where she'll like all of a sudden be like a Christian or Jewish. Like she'll, and then she made like a music video. Well, yeah, I guess we should talk about her mental illnesses yes. because she has a lot of different characters that she plays out in her real life. Like, she has a bunch of different diagnoses, which I could go into a whole spiel about what I think the accurate diagnosis is. But technically she said before that she's diagnosed with BPD, borderline personality disorder, uh, histrionic personality disorder, paranoid schizophrenia, uh, DID, dissociative identity disorder. Uh, I believe bipolar. bipolar was there at some mm-hmm. point. Um, I think that's all that she's ever talked about, I think, have been the five. Yeah. Um, and I think two of those are accurate. But Which I, granted, I don't know think? her, so I can't say anything. I think she has histrionic and borderline personality disorder. Okay. I Yes. I All of those diagnoses are very hard to diagnose like very hard um which is why i think she's gone to so many different people and they've told her so many different things because she definitely does have some sort of mental illness that affects her um that you can see played out especially in frenemies because it's like some of her other stuff that she puts on the internet are like bits or Mm -hmm. her breaking down yeah but her um talking with ethan who co-hosts frenemies Like, it's very much a conversation the entire time. It's as if we were to do, like, a random update about life, like, this episode, every single episode. And if we were, like, completely, like, let's talk about every single thing that's ever passed through, every intimate detail of our life. Like, they talk about, like, yeah, quite literally everything. (laughs) Too much, in my opinion. Like, I think half of their issues would be solved if they had certain, like, topical boundaries, but they don't. They don't. They put everything out on the table. And then the other layered part with them is Trisha is engaged um, to Ethan's wife's brother. So (laughs) So Ethan and Hila were married. Mm -hmm. Moses is Hila's brother. brother, And now Trisha and Moses are engaged. So they're like in-laws essentially. So like regardless of what happens with the show, they're going to be family members. Yeah. So that adds another layer of a grace for – Trisha because she does have flare-ups of her mental illnesses Mm -hmm. um and then it also adds another layer of like complication because their relationship isn't just friends Mm -hmm. it's I'm gonna see you at Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. I'm gonna see you at Christmas you know all those sort of things Mm -hmm. pile up and make the show great and also just very complex so I feel for them in that regard because mm-hmm. I think that would be super hard. Oh, my God. Yeah. But they just called the show off mm-hmm. uh, this last week because I don't know if you want to explain the, like, 
fallout. I actually don't know all the details of the fallout. Did you itself. watch the most no. recent? No, I only watched clips of it. I okay. listened to the like the him like just him, the one of just Ethan. I never finished the one of the actual fight itself. Okay, so um, I don't know if you guys are interested in this show, but it's not going to ruin anything, and it's actually really, really interesting over the course of the episodes. You should actually watch the episodes where Dr. Drew comes because and talks about her diagnosis. So the second time she quit and she called Ethan and Ela all of these names and like went off, you can see her like having that mental break like switching episodes yeah you could see her having that mental break and mm-hmm. she just completely goes off the rails mm-hmm. and like is saying all these horrible horrible things yeah to ethan yeah about his wife and about himself whatever then dr drew comes on and does like counseling with them basically mm-hmm. and it's very interesting because you're seeing an actual like world-renowned counselor who's mm-hmm. like very credible like try to mediate the conversation yeah. Um, so you should watch that one. But this time around, the issue was that Trisha thought, I mean, it, it it's convoluted because Trisha's version and Ethan's version are different and they're not seeing eye right. to eye. Not at all. Yeah. Yeah. But Trisha starts talking about the production crew and mm-hmm. how much AdSense they get paid for. Mm. So she's, she's talking about numbers. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh God. <laughs> She's talking about numbers and money that doesn't just regard her paycheck. Other people. She's talking about the entire crew that's sitting there in Uh, front of her. Okay. Yeah. And she's basically saying they get paid too much. This 5% should be larger than that. What's going to me. um, And I should have a say in the hiring firing process, the whole nine. So her argument, which she didn't explain very well is she should have said, I would love to have more say in what goes on in frenemies Mm -hmm. and I want to be equal parts Mm -hmm. in the frenemies decisions. Yeah. Maybe not all of the money um, because I don't even think it's really about money. She makes literally millions of dollars off one of her videos that went viral like seven years ago. Yeah. She makes like a million dollars off of it every month. Mm -hmm. It's insane. Mm -hmm. And like she talks about how she makes music videos all the time. She spends like $200,000 every other week making music videos for music that nobody listens to and making merch (laughs) that like nobody really buys Yeah, Mm -hmm. because she has the money to do that. So I I don't think that it's a money thing. I think her feelings were hurt and I feel like she felt like less than Mm -hmm. um, when she is a big part of why Frenemies blew up. For sure. Like her, her character, which is herself um, and her as an entertainer, yeah, that is a huge reason why the show works. No, you it know? is. Yeah. Arguably, if he would have brought in anybody else, like Ela, his wife, or anybody else that could it do the job done. technically, mm-hmm. it would have never blown up. Like there is credit to Trisha for that. I for think. sure, yeah. So I think she was thinking like I've helped build this channel so much mm-hmm. and this show so much that like I should have an equal say in who gets hired to do the frenemies portion. Right. Now the issue is frenemies is like a branch off of Ethan's company called H3. Right. So Ethan does a lot of content that he puts out. It's actually a shame how much I know about this topic right now. <laughs> I'm just realizing how weirdly invested and in how much I know about it. Well, I know. Yeah. I'm invested about other things too that actually matter. Okay. Yeah. Um, but this is a guilty pleasure, like yeah. weird thing of mine. <laughs> 
<coughs> but okay, so Ethan owns and puts out content on his H three podcast all of the time. Mm-hmm. Granted, that wasn't a huge um, company and it wasn't a huge channel. On it wasn't YouTube. as huge. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was big in its own production world. But yes, it wasn't but it like wasn't a like household name. Yeah, and it wasn't putting out millions of views for yeah. every episode. Like he would get like. I don't know, 863,000 people watching every week, which is a lot. Oh, yeah. And is near, you know, a, yeah. a, a huge but number still. there. Still, yeah. Trisha definitely, he has Trisha to owe for a lot of the success on his overall H3 channel. Mm-hmm. But the issue is that H3 is bigger than just frenemies. Yeah. So he he can't just have a separate crew. Crew, yeah specifically dedicated and have a whole nother salary benefits all yeah. the whole nine for an entire different crew and yeah. then not use his perfectly fine and capable crew right. that he who has really like Trisha else. and who have been like super accommodating. Yeah. And they've also been with Ethan through every phase yeah. of each three or a lot of the phases. There's definitely been additions along the way, but there's some people that have been like there for Ethan throughout the entire growth of the channel. Mm-hmm. So it's not fair to just like not use those really credible, awesome people that he trusts right. for, you know, a huge portion of the show. Right. So he's definitely, he's like on a personal sense. I love Trisha. I'm so sad this is over. His, yeah. I can say his last episode was really, really well said in the yeah. sense of like, him saying, like, I love her. as per- I think he was more gracious than he even had to be, honestly. No, I think so, too. I think he really does love her, and I think he does realize that she was the magic switch that yeah. his channel needed. And I don't think that he's taking that for granted. I think he genuinely is yeah. very, very grateful for that. Um, and he even said, like, he's like, I, I get where, like, her perspective on things. I respect her. It's just the fact that as a business partner, it was a crappy move that I thought we had everything figured out. Exactly. And then you went and posted, like, two YouTube videos about how you're quitting frenemies, and you never told me that. Exactly. Yeah. He was saying on a personal sense, I love her. In a business sense, it's so inconsistent because every other week she's like, yeah, I'm going to quit. I'm gonna, mm-hmm. I'm threatening this. I'm doing this, whatever. And so, like, it would have been foolish for him to go half and half with her on any decision-making because she literally has threatened to quit multiple times times off camera, let alone the three or four times she has done it on camera. Right. So, yeah, she then then went and made two videos talking about her side of the situation and what she meant by things. Um, And she's like, yeah, I know I'm going to sound like a horrible person, but I'm not sorry for anything that I said. Which is really awful because she did basically um, offend the entire production crew and say that they shouldn't get paid as much for what they do. They don't do anything. And because her ideas weren't used, Mm -hmm. um, they should all be fired and wiped clean and she should have a say on who to bring in next. And then she also says, like, I tried to contribute so many of my ideas. I did ribbon dancing. I said pottery. I said this. I said that. And Ethan's on the other side saying like, okay, yeah, you have a great idea shoot for the stars, but it's my team that puts it into reality. Right. And some of those things require so much setup, like Mm -hmm. so much background. Yeah. So much of a background project before the actual episode airs that it's not even worth it financially. And he's thinking it of it not just as an experience for the viewers to watch, but as a financial decision. Well, it has to be. Which she doesn't have that. Like, she's spending $200,000 on a 
on a music video that nobody's watching. And it's even the logistics of like, okay, you want to do ribbon dancing. <laughs> if, if we wanted to do ribbon dancing right now, how are we figuring out basic audio for that? Like that's stuff that the production right. team is there for. And the thing is like, if we did that, we would literally buy ribbons from the dollar store and like play, right. play a song off the speaker in yep. our <laughs> kitchen setup and like twirl around a room. That are we about to do zero? ribbon dancing? Yes. Okay. Yeah, no, that's our next episode. So okay. make sure you're on the YouTube for that. But like, it would just be a crappy version. Like we're not yeah. out here saying that we have the top tier production. Like <laughs> we don't even barely have a setup. Like <laughs> this is what it is because we like it this way, but yeah. we're not on like, we're not getting that many views to like require. A not production yet. Crew. You know what I mean? <laughs> Honestly. But yeah, it's very convoluted. It's very complex. It's very like. But a lot of people, I think what's bothering me is a lot of people are getting on. And I, listen, I feel like I can get on my high horse about this only because I like, I'm not an idiot in this realm. And it's not certain realms, yes, but not in this one. I am all for understanding people's mental health and their triggers and what their disorders are and what it means. It explains it, but it doesn't excuse it. And I mean, I think that the way that she's treated Ethan has been so, and their whole family in general has been so off the wall hurtful that I think he was more gracious than he had to be. Just because someone has a diagnosis doesn't give you the right to treat people however you want and say like, sorry, I had an episode. Well, and, and that's not to say that you aren't entitled to have them, but you have to acknowledge, like, you have to be able to take ownership of them. It's not fair to say, like, oh, yeah, I can tolerate so much abuse and emotional backlash and my business failing and all of these things just because someone has BPD. There's a lot of people that have BPD that aren't out there actively hurting anybody. Well, and the ironic part is that when all the David Dobrik stuff came out, and obviously she's, like, weirdly mixed in with that, and David and Jason were awful to her like mm -hmm. horrible horrible like yes. she went to the mental hospital yeah and they were just absolutely terrible and like following up making sure she was okay like they literally had no basic um human kindness yeah human kindness friendship whatever it was like if you're if we're not using you for views like we don't really care don't about care. you and that was made very evident when she did go to the mental hospital which is so scarring and traumatic and awful yeah. But she also, like, obviously knew all of David Dobrik's friends, which mm -hmm. I don't know if you know who Scotty Sire is. Uh, but maybe. I mean, he kind of sucks. And he <laughs> made a video defending oh, wow. David Dobrik. Oh, God. Before um, it really, like, blew up. Kind of, like, defending David's character and, like, who he is and all this stuff. And then it just completely backfired because David was in the wrong a thousand percent from the start. Mm -hmm. But Scotty Sire talks a lot about how his mental health. Um, yes, and I know how he Scotty has a Sire, lot of, yeah. like, different mental health issues. He's battled depression. I don't know if he has any like specific diagnoses, but, um, David Dober? No, Scotty Sire. Oh, Scotty yeah, Sire. Yeah. Has depression. Okay. yeah. He, um, but he made this song that Trisha and Ethan were like dissecting kind of talking about how he pretends that his life sucks and all this stuff. And Trisha was like, Scotty does have like really, hard mental things that he's dealing with mm -hmm. but just because you have really hard mental things doesn't give you an excuse to like act however you want to people yeah so that's the most ironic part is that she was able to acknowledge it mm -hmm. in somebody else and say like right. yeah just because you struggle with depression or bipolar it doesn't mean that you can just be a jerk to everybody mm -hmm. you know around you yeah and then she turns around and in some cases she she pops off and she really does not have a grasp on like what damage she's really doing. And you can see that. Yeah. Like you could see her remorse. 
And then in some cases like this, she's saying really hurtful things to people that really cared about her and yeah. that wanted to see her succeed with zero remorse. Oh yeah. And so it's just like, I don't know. I think she thinks she's thinking. Wow. I think <laughs> she thinks she's thinking logically. That's a lot of thinking. I think she, okay. She thinks she's thinking logically yeah. about the situation. And she's like, yeah, I don't apologize. Like I do think I, what I said, I'm going to stand by, but she doesn't realize that she is actually insulting an entire group of people that have really had her back and wanted mm-hmm. to see her succeed. Yeah. Um, which in turn is just sad. Yeah. I think her argument is, I would love to hear her say, I was really hurt that I didn't have as much say over the show. Um, mm-hmm. because I do feel like I played a huge role in the success of the show. Yeah. So which would, would have been valid from the start. Very valid. And I think Ethan would have heard that. Yes. It's yeah. And if, if you're interested, we also have an episode on personality disorders, That's but it's, true. it's very like, um, it sounds very consistent with like BPD splitting, which I think we talk about in the episode, but mm-hmm. like essentially the shortened bit is like either people are the best people that you've ever met and you would die for them and give them a kidney or they're the antichrist and you're going to cuss them out and you're going to hit them where it hurts. And I think that that's what she does. Yeah. I mean, it's exactly what she's literally like, okay, what's the meanest thing I can say? And then she says it. And I think that they've been gracious enough to even say like, all right, we're going to move on and still try to keep up with the show after he like, she insulted literally everything about them. (laughs) And I think the sad thing about Ethan that I can't tell like, I do think he genuinely loves Trisha, but I also think he realizes that Trisha is the missing link in the right. success of his H3 podcast as a whole, let alone specifically uh, Frenemies. Yeah. But I think he realizes that so much. And I think part of his sadness is knowing that his business will never do as good as it is right now. Right. Um, without her. That's fair. And I think he is, like, he is a true businessman. Like, yeah. that's why he's making smart financial decisions. That's why he's able to pay his crew a good amount and pay mm-hmm. Trisha a good amount. Like, he's not skimping out on anybody because he's made good financial decisions. However, I do think he's a true businessman. And I think that part of his sadness is either equal to or just below equal because he knows yeah. H3 will never be as successful as it is right now. Even though now he's gone up in notoriety enough, I feel like if he got someone else too, I mean, it yeah. wouldn't do the, it wouldn't be the same, but I think that it's it's helped him a lot in the long run. I I saw a lot of people commenting, I came for frenemies, but I'm staying for H3, mm-hmm. which I think is kind of cool. That is cool. I like that. I'm sad. All right. Basically, I mean, who did we just talk about? Oh, Team Ethan. My, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am personally. I am team Ethan. I'm I am pro I am team Ethan and team Trisha getting more therapy. Yeah. And I'm also not like I feel like sometimes the culture, like society, not society, social media, like wants to see the fall of another person. Yeah, I'm I like, don't. No. I'm like never rooting for that. I don't think it's fun. Um no. so yes, I'm with you. I'm still pro Trisha, but I'm team Ethan. Um, I actually am sometimes rooting for the fall, but not depending on who it is. Well, yeah. If it's like James Charles, it's like, which we need to talk about, which we are going to talk about. Yes. But yeah, it is in some weird way, satisfying to see a legit sex offender (laughs) get justice for talking to minors. Right. You know, like, Mm -hmm. but like, in Trisha and Ethan's case, like you could go both ways Mm -hmm. and like, understand both points so you could choose like team her or team him and it 
be debatable, but yeah. like nobody is like signing up to be team James Charles. Charles. Actually, it's weird some of his followers are because they don't believe it. But yeah. <laughs> all right, what are we talking about next? Okay, so um, I forget. Oh, which one do we want to talk about next? Sienna and Jack. Okay, we can start there. Okay. Okay, if you don't know who Sienna and Jack are, they were a rumored to be couple that was all over TikTok. Sienna like blew up because she was like this cute little body positive like. Which can I just say I think it's problematic right then and there yeah sure if you want to i don't understand i i don't understand the like to me lizzo's body body positive well just because she's bigger because she isn't the societal standard for beauty in the weight Mm -hmm. category Right? Yeah. Like I think Sienna's closer to that. I think Bienna, Bienna, Sienna is is the standard. Yeah. I don't think the standard anymore is the stick skinny girls. Not necessarily. That, no. I, like to me, that was '90s, early 2000s. I think it has become more and more desirable to be a little bit thicker, mm-hmm. to have a little booty, to have the thighs match the booty. Like yeah. When people say like, "Oh, you have a fat butt." Like, my mom would be offended by that because her yeah. generation was like, That's oh, that means that you're not desirable. Mm-hmm. But if someone told me, like, you got a fatty, I'd be like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> you're lying, but thank you. You know what I mean? Like, I'm taking it as a compliment every single time. <laughs> yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. No. So I'm like, I, I don't think that the mouthpiece of body positivity should ever have been Sienna. Yeah. She's the goal. I mean, yeah. She's the goal. Like, I want to look like Sienna. I would love to look like Sienna. Exactly. Like, well, it's, yeah. I think body positivity comes from women that aren't necessarily, like, the, the beauty standard. standard that are still beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's not that hard to be comfortable in your own skin when you look like Sienna. Right. And, I mean, I'm sure she has her own, you no, know, no, no. body it's, shaming things. And, I mean, obviously, of course, like, there there were some people that would watch this videos and be like, ew, that's gross. But I think that's with anybody's body you know yes and every single person regardless of who you are what you look like where you come from you're gonna have insecurity like being the standard of beauty doesn't negate the fact that you're gonna have insecurities it just doesn't like i like i like i i'm hesitant to say that i guess but i like santa from the beginning i was very pro her and jack whatever they started to become a thing they're real funny like yeah they seemed normal and authentic very normal very authentic then they randomly stopped posting together for a while then it turns out it was because they were starting a netflix show together or something there's some weird tiktok thing going on there weird i don't know and then this whole thing came out because everybody started realizing they were posting together again and then it came out that um Jack's brother, whose name I'm totally blanking on right now, also starts with a J. I actually know a lot less about this situation, so I'm okay, not sure. Okay, I forget. But he, they were posting, they're twins, I think. Um, and so they started, he said something about how, like, had been liking people's comments saying that Sienna was trash and that she was sketchy and all these things had gone down. And so people were starting to take note of that. Well, turns out that it's because there was a an allegation originally is how it started, made that Sienna had sexually assaulted Jack whenever he was passed out drunk. And uh, then a, after this whole thing happens, um, they accuse her of this. She comes out and makes a video that she puts on YouTube that blows up of her. And you've probably heard, like, the TikTok sounds if you're on TikTok. But it's of her saying, like, this did not happen. I didn't do anything wrong. You're going to hear from my lawyers because all these rumors are going on. Well, right after she posts that, this video gets leaked from somebody's Snapchat of Jack passed out. 
and her like feeling him up essentially and like making out with him while he's passed out um yeah i did see that yeah and then she posted another video basically saying that it's not what it looks like i didn't watch it but she said like essentially it was like it's not what it looks like he was responsive that video was taken out of context yada 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 and so now evidently there's going to be some sort of court something going on um she's obviously super upset about being canceled saying that she was like suicidal and the whole thing went down all this stuff honestly i don't think the video showed uh, and this isn't me saying that i don't think it happened because it very well might have i just don't think the video was proof oh okay it didn't look i just it was like five seconds of like his hand wasn't moving but like I, I, I saw the video and it does cut. Like, I, I agree with you. I, I'm not saying that it didn't happen, but it is hard to make a definitive answer or decision based just solely off the of video. That video. Yeah. But I, I always am like, I say this for women all the time, but I'm always like, believe the victim. Right, no, I believe him. Yeah, that's what makes it hard. Yeah. It also makes it hard because he hasn't said anything, Mm -hmm. to my knowledge. Has he? I don't think he said anything definitive. Okay. Um, As far as I know, I'm not, like, super well-versed in every moment. Yeah, like, if he was saying, like, no, this happened to me and it sucked because I loved her and it happened to me, like, Mm -hmm. please believe me, I'd be like, oh, okay, I believe him. Yeah, and it's harder – I mean, it's hard for anybody to – admit that anything ever happened to them but it's also super hard for a man on such a public platform Mm -hmm. this isn't just between the two of them or their families or friends even like this is two millions of people watching their content Mm -hmm. um which on the other side if it isn't true then yeah your sienna's name is getting dragged through the mud to millions of people Mm -hmm. for a situation that could potentially not be true that would ruin her Mm -hmm. career Mm -hmm. but if she did do it then yeah I, i would love to see her not be on any platforms for sure yeah i Um, would agree the video that i saw that cuts it's like him passed out on the couch or whatever and then like i don't know what the timestamp is or if there's a timestamp on it but then the next video that's shown is like her sitting on him yes yes and she's like her face is covering his so you see the back of her head moving Mm -hmm. and she's obviously like making out with him um, whether he's responsive or not, I don't. I don't know. You can't tell. But I saw someone in the comments say like you can see his left hand move for like half a second, like from his uh, side to like bring it up towards her. Uh-huh. <coughs> I don't necessarily think I saw that, but I, it is weird yeah, to be know. making out with somebody and your hands are just pinned to your sides. That is weird. Yeah, I, I don't. Know. And I'm trying to think from the perspective of they're both drinking, like if. I don't know. I mean, granted, I don't know all the time if I'm drinking what my hands are doing. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It's just hard to tell from that. That video, people were saying it was proof. I just don't think it was necessarily proof. That's, again, not to say it didn't happen. I also think, though, like, if the situation was reversed and Sienna was sitting on a couch with her hands to her sides and that guy came up to her her, making out with her, I would think, like, it doesn't matter if you're both drinking, like she can't consent. Right. No, it's fair. It's true. I'm not saying that it like makes it okay. No, yeah. Both drinking. I'm just saying if he's drunk, like you're not always super responsive to everything. So he could be making out with her with his hands <laughs> by his side. <laughs> I don't know. No, I mean like if his one hand is moving and the other one's not, like that would yeah. be. Yeah. I don't know. It's just hard to tell. It was very hard to tell. I don't know. I And I think sometimes, which I never thought about this until recently, but it's like 
you in the moment could not necessarily be audibly saying stop, but you don't want it to happen. And they're just doing whatever they want anyways. And then later you're like, um, yeah. I I never agreed to like it right. wasn't. Yeah, I actually we, wasn't. Okay we with both that. weren't into it. I was just letting them do what they wanted, yeah. and like the absence of the consent or of the mutual agreement to do something was never there. Mm-hmm. And it's like you can look back and be like, I actually like. If it was up to me, that wouldn't have happened. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so like, yeah, if I felt like I had a choice in that. Yeah. So, like, where – how do you categorize that event when you realize I, I didn't want that? I just – it happened to me, and I, like, allowed it sort of, but also didn't. Yeah, like, there's a weird power dynamic in the whole thing. It makes it yeah. hard to be able to define of, like – Right. Like, I feel like I was assaulted, and technically maybe I was, and maybe technically I wasn't, if you look at it from one different angle, you know? It yeah. Just, I just had weird... never thought about the ambiguity and the weird, like, blurred line of what that could look like mm-hmm. case to case. And I'm sure people have countless stories of situations like that. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. I don't – I have literally no clue I'm not ta- a Team Sienna or Team Jack. Yeah. <coughs> I think I lean more Team Jack, Me though. too, yeah. As of right now, that's where I'm leaning. Um, do I want Sienna to kill herself? No. <laughs> oh. I, but I People w- who get on the internet yeah. and say harmful things like that, I don't – and we'll never understand. It's no. disgusting. And I think people are more multifaceted than that. I think that <coughs> I don't know. I've, I don't know. It's not, it doesn't make it excusable, but it also means like I don't think she's the antichrist. I think like something just, weird happened that should be talked about and looked into. Like, yeah. Yeah. I just can't imagine typing those words out to anybody. Yeah. Even if they were in the wrong, like I personally don't think I could ever tell someone to do that. No. Even if they deserve all of the repercussions and all of the consequences that are coming to them, it just doesn't satisfy anything within me to tell somebody to do something that violent. Because then what's the end game? They do it, and then you feel what? Awesome? Right. Like, is your goal to feel like, oh, this is – oh, great. They killed themselves. They feel great. Right, and now they're not here anymore, so – And that's on you. And you've never met them. Yeah. Congrats. I have no idea. It's just so ugly to me. Okay, now I want to talk about the lighter topic. What's the lighter topic? I want to talk about the fights. Yeah, Bryce Hall <laughs> and Austin. McGrew. Well, we could start with what's his name? The Paul. What's his name? Was it Jay Paul or Logan Paul? It was Logan Paul, Logan Paul. and Floyd Mayweather. That one was where it originally began, um, which is still weird to me that it ended in a tie. Yeah, they couldn't call. Yeah, it. It was bizarre. Anyways, there's so some that one rule was weird. why they couldn't call the fight though. It wasn't necessarily because. Because it was a tie. So great. <laughs> also, have you seen the clip where it looks like Floyd knocks Logan out and he holds him up till he comes to? No. He, yeah, so I think there was some sort of I've heard that there were rumors. Well, did you see Floyd Mayweather's deal. um video that he or like his press conference right before where people were like, You're the greatest boxer of all time. Why are you doing this? Yeah. Did you see what he said? No. It was really funny. He's like he's basically saying like uh, cause I'm rich. I'm literally going to make so much money. Yeah. Like I literally don't care. Fine. You can talk about like me being the goat all day long and how this is beneath me. I'm leaving with a really fat check. Yeah. Which honestly <laughs> I would do too. I don't blame him. Honestly, who cares? But it was, yeah. yeah, that one was kind of insane. I don't like the Paul brothers at all. So I, 
I don't care. Also, don't like the Paul brothers at all. I was hoping that Floyd would not, not come out the second. But time. Floyd also is not like his whole career. He wasn't the knockout king. Like, yeah. That wasn't what he was known for. He's a great boxer, but he wasn't like knocking people out left and right. So people were like, I want him to knock him out. But like, that's not his, that wasn't his thing. First of all, second of all, like Logan Paul said, he said something that's sort of true, but also just annoying because it was maybe just Logan. But um, (laughs) he says like, I'm going to show Floyd why there's weight classes because Floyd obviously is like double his age. He's like 40 something. And Logan is like 20 something. Um, and then Floyd is like a hundred and I don't remember a hundred and like 55 pounds or no, a hundred, I don't know. But then Logan (laughs) was like 190, almost Uh 200 pounds. And then Floyd's like five, eight Mm -hmm. and Logan's like six, three, six, four. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's big, which like, obviously in the boxing world, there's different weight classes for those reasons. Like, um, Logan Paul's reach is completely way longer than Floyd's. And that has to do with both like the height. And then obviously the Mm -hmm. weight is just obvious difference, obvious difference. Right. Yeah. But uh, I did like how Floyd at the end was like, I'll give it to him. Like he hung in for all eight rounds, which was surprising. Mm -hmm. He was better than I thought he was. Yeah. Like gave him credit for like being a better boxer. But it was also funny because he was like, I could literally, it could be my worst fight ever and I'm not worried about it. It like, doesn't, yeah. I, I could be literally ranking last in like my worst fight that I've ever had and I'm not coming out the loser. Yeah. Which I think like Logan got a couple good lands on. He did, Floyd, yeah. But not enough to be like, oh yeah, Logan Paul won. And Jake Paul, did you watch the fight? Uh, only clubs. Okay, Jake Paul was there and like in the middle of one of the rounds or something, he was like, Logan Paul is beating Floyd Mayweather right now. Just let that sink in. And everybody was like, shut up. Nah. And the announcers, hilarious. I was living for the commentary. Wait, really? Yes. I wish I had a better memory because I was actually cracking up. It was funny. It was very funny. Yeah, that's, that is interesting i just i don't know how i feel about the fact that this is now like a trend of like all these fights going on well yeah so that's how the bryce hall thing started with austin mcbroom because logan or who initially challenged logan austin mcbroom i think okay i want to say that but that might be wrong okay yeah so that's how it started which this is so funny because this is like a tiktok episode because how did you find out about frenemies through tiktok yeah same um, <laughs> but I was just reading too, like TikTok, the actual company TikTok was very, very, very much against, um, the Bryce Hall, Austin McBroom fight because it was titled YouTube versus TikTok. It was true. So <laughs> they were saying that the branding was essentially saying that like TikTok is promoting this fight and like putting its name behind this fight. And they like, they were not trying to oh, I didn't know condone that. this at all. Yeah. They put out like legal action against it <gasps> and it didn't go through. Shoot. Yeah. So there was some speculation that the fight on June 12th was going to be canceled because of the legal action that was taken. Ooh. But obviously so it did not. It's TikTok later. side was Bryce Hall, Vinny Hacker, and then Taylor, Taylor Holder, Holden. I couldn't tell you. And then there was another guy who I don't remember or care about. YouTube guys, I only know Austin McBroom. Um, 
the other guys I don't have any idea because I'm not a YouTube girl. <laughs> I am a YouTube girl, but I don't <laughs> Yeah, know. let's look at the lineup. Um, so the big, like the headliner was Bryce Hall and Austin McBroom, who uh, both of which I'm pretty sure a lot, most people hate, you know. Who? Both of them. Oh, yeah, they hate all of them. Mm-hmm. I don't hate Vinny Hacker. I love Vinny Hacker. I don't know who Vinny Hacker is. Oh, okay. He's hot so as hell. <laughs> the YouTubers were Tanner Fox, FaZe Jarvis, DDG. I thought it just said dog. <laughs> oh, no, DDG. <laughs> you pick. I think they just, I don't know. There oh. was Danny Duncan, uh, Deji. I don't know. DG. Sure. I'm going to, like, voice over what the actual pronunciation <laughs> is later. Um, and then Austin McBroom. And then on the TikTok side, Nick Austin, Michael Lee, Nate Wyatt, Taylor Holder, you pick, Vinny Hacker, and Bryce Hall. The only one I've ever heard of on either side of these, I only have heard of Austin McBroom on the YouTuber side. Actually, I think I've heard of FaZe. FaZe Jarvis. Um, Danny Duncan sounds like a Disney character, so it sounds familiar, yeah. but like, I know, I don't know who that is. And then on the TikToker side, I've only heard of Taylor Holder and Bryce Hall. I know Taylor Holder, Vinny Hacker, Bryce Hall. You don't know Vinny Hacker? I actually love him. Who's Vinny Hacker? Like, what is he in? He's, he's friends. With, he he was friends with Sienna and Jack whenever they were together. I don't know whose side he's on in that whole thing, but he like, it like was friends with them. He's gorgeous. Yeah, I knew you were going to do that. We have literally the exact opposite taste. Actually, Maddie just never finds anybody attractive. Well, that's because I don't know them. Yeah, see, that's like, it's just objective. I have this weird thing where I can't objectively find someone attractive because I don't know them. <laughs> like, but how are you supposed to? I don't, I just, I'm just not good at that. I can't just be like, oh, yeah, they and sometimes I'm like, yeah, I, I sure I get it objectively. They're like universally attractive, mm -hmm. but I think I'm, most of those people that are universally attractive are ugly. I'm all over Vinny Hacker uh, TikTok right now of like of him being in the fight. You know that one TikTok town that's like, he's so hot and respectful. Yeah. You know that one? That sound? It's, yeah, that sound is getting used like with hit clips of him fighting that guy like. Did he win? Yeah, he won. And then afterwards, he gave the guy like a pep talk afterwards because the guy, and if you look at what they're saying, the guy's saying, like, I'm a failure. I'm a failure. And then he was like, No, you're not. No, you're not. Like, whatever. Uh, it was, it was actually like really cute. Anyways, he's the only TikToker that won. Um, I was the, just going to ask that. The YouTubers are all the ones that won. But the um, drama was over the fact that Bryce Hall got knocked out by Austin McBroom. And, um, Bryce like made this big like his promo video before it is really funny <laughs> of him so being funny. like I've been in 40 street fights and I've won all of them literally like, yesterday I was saying like the streets are the suburbs of yeah. like some city <laughs> and then we came across a, a meme that literally was like the streets and it had like some suburb of like all the houses that look the same yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it's so true like what are you talking about you've been in the streets fighting with people yeah what who and where first of all why <laughs> Have like, you ever thought it's because you're really not likable? 40 people want to fight you? No, it's because he's a hothead. He's an idiot. He literally, he's dumb. Like, he gets into fights at, like, LA restaurants. They have video, like, he'd be all over the news Ew, for, like. which is, like, so not Being a dick a to a waiter. Like, yeah. 
yeah. No like one... if you tell me that you were like street fighting in Ebor, I would believe you and be like, <laughs> oh, okay, maybe this guy can like hold his own. But like this guy, where is he from? Do we even know? Where I Bryce... think he's from LA. Oh, he might not be. I have no clue. Well, let's Google it because I'm actually curious because where's this man getting into street fights? Where is Bryce Hall from? Maryland? Yeah, see. He's from Ellicott City, Maryland. I know there's some hard parts in Maryland. Like if you're from Baltimore. No, like he's maybe. from, it's like near Frederick, Columbia, Maryland. Go to the maps. Let's see how far away from like any city, any major city I'm going to love if he's just chilling in the middle of a suburb. Yeah. No I, results found. Because <laughs> it's looking for where is Bryce all from on Google Maps. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, I know they got in a really big fight at some press conference, but that was when the fight was already scheduled. I don't know where like the actual start point of their hatred between Bryce Hall and Austin McBroom started. But I just have to say, I really don't like either one of them. I'm a YouTube girl, so I know about the Ace family. I watched like two episodes of their thing like four years ago and was like, this is awful. They suck. Freaking what's her name? The wife. Beautiful. Uh, not sure there's a lot going on upstairs. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Nothing though. behind the eyes. Yeah, she's, she's really pretty. Um, she could have done better. Yeah. I mean, she married a, a hothead as well. That's the most, that's the most unattractive thing to me. Oh, me too. That's it's like watching Losing your temper in public. Is why is that? Why is that ever like a cute thing? Like, Oh my God. Like wow. what? No. He's so angry. I've never looked at an angry man. In no, thought. my brain is like, well, you have so little emotional intelligence that you cannot figure out how to regulate yourself. I'm, um, I'm afraid of angry men. No, everyone is. Yeah. I don't care how big or small you are. I don't care if you're a toddler. Were you? Were you <laughs> <laughs> First of all, tell your angry toddler to shut the hell up. <laughs> um, have, you, have you ever been on the side of TikTok where it's like people um, pretending to be that girl that's like, only I can calm him down. No, seriously. <laughs> have you ever seen that? Ew, this? that is not cute. Have you ever no, seen I've that? Seen oh my God. I, I love being on that side of TikTok. She's like, oh my God, seriously. I, just let me talk to him. If I talk to him, he'll calm down. Isn't that so date an angry boy? Ugh. He was a hothead. I dated an angry boy too, actually. It was very now looking back. Unsettling. On it, I don't know why I ever saw past. Because well, once he was calm, he was cool. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> I guess. Anyways, um, let's go over our last thing. James. Sure. <laughs> You just look so disgusting. I look like I got slapped in the face. Like my hair's all over. I was slapped in the face by James Charles pedophilia. Honestly, I wasn't because sadly enough, I saw it coming. Because this, mm. so again, I'm a YouTube girl. You are. There was drama years mm. ago. Do you know who Tati is? Mm -hmm. The real Tati. Tati Westbrook. Tati Westbrook. She is a makeup artist. One of the original gurus on YouTube. Um, and she kind of called James Charles out a couple years ago about him, um, talking, flirting, trying to essentially coerce younger guys to either exchange in, uh, like sexting, um, via Snapchat or trying to like actually hang out with them in person, which is also creepy. Um, 
but she kind of called him out for it. And obviously it's hard because it's like public when friends split Mm -hmm. on in the social media realm. It's like, oh, you guys haven't been posting together. What's the tea? What's this? Like all your fans notice everything because people who watch YouTube have no life, myself included. (laughs) Um, And so there's that whole fallout and everybody really... I mean, they took sides, and I, I think a lot of them took James's side. Well, and because I think everybody thought that she was being Tati's side was like the fact that it was over like business and money because he also didn't help her out with, or he supported her rival for her company. <coughs> and so everybody was like, oh, she's just being petty about that. So she's making up all these rumors. Yeah. When really that was like, they're actually stuff had already truth. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff had already transpired behind the scenes. And then, of course, he took a deal with like, or he did something to promote like her. Um, what were, is the sugar gummies? bear sugar hair? Sugar bear hair. Yeah. The gummies or whatever, um, which was just like, I don't know where this information is living in the recess of my brain. I know. I'm impressed. I don't know. I'm like, oh, who? Toddy Westbrook? Anyways. Uh, <laughs> but now everything's been resurfaced because a few boys and when I say a few I mean quite a lot actually have come forward saying that um James Charles has tried to again coerce them to send inappropriate pictures or reach out to them a lot of them had like their age in their bio so you can't say like yeah like you had to go to their profile to message them or whatever um and it clearly says like Jimmy 17 (laughs) Sacramento, California, <laughs> you know, and it's like a student at SPHS. Yeah. Do you know what the HS stands for? High school, buddy. High, high school. school. He's 17. Stop trying to get him to show you his armpit hair. <laughs> no. That was yeah. like a weird thing that he Wait, did. Really? I was about to ask. No. What? Yeah. He was like, he would try and get boys to like lift up their arm. Like for some reason he liked armpit hair. Um, he said, I want you to go through puberty, but just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little I bit do. of puberty. Ew! Yeah, I know. Super creepy. But he came out with a video basically defending himself. Um, but it really just, in my opinion, incrim- incriminated him more. Like, mm-hmm. he was trying to say, like, he didn't know, I'm right? sorry, I didn't really realize, whatever. But he was, like, he basically admitted that he was using social media profiles on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, everything as a dating profile. And so he was like, he essentially admitted like when I saw an attractive person, I would slide in their DMs or reach out to them or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then when people started coming forward about it, yes, there were some that got disproven and that, that like nothing actually happened, which is so awful because people who do that. That pisses me off. Yeah. To like clout chase or whatever, when there's actual like cases against James Charles, it just takes yeah. away the validity of all the other stories. Yeah. But um, he would threaten people when they would say that they, like, came out for something. He would DM them and be like, I suggest you log off your accounts and stop saying things because my legal team is going to be on you about and this. And as a 16-year-old kid, you're probably like, shit. A hundred percent. You're like, oh, my gosh, this guy who's really rich mm-hmm. and has the resources to take me down. Because, unfortunately, like we know in a lot of cases – uh, the rich win, mm-hmm. even if they're yeah. innocent. If you have um, or even if, yeah, even if the person being convicted is innocent, it's the people who are rich and have the resources that ultimately win a mm-hmm. lot of the time, which is horribly unjust. But yeah, I would be freaking out too if I was in yeah. high school and some really rich, you know, media influencers told who me who everybody to, like, loves. Yeah. Yeah. But then it was funny because, like, 
Ethan and Trisha actually were talking about it. They were like, you don't have a legal team. You have one dude. You have one dude. One dude. One dude you're paying. Don't threaten these And if kids. you have more than one dude, you're probably like a white collar criminal. Yeah, so you're it's not- weird. You have a whole team of people like- Jordan Belford, why do you have a legal team? You're a makeup <laughs> exactly. artist. Exactly. So <laughs> we're running right. out of time. So we But can we're going to about... say we're anti that for sure. Oh, oh, 100%. Hey, we? if we have to say we don't like pedophilia, <laughs> let's say it now. Not a fan. We don't like James Charles. We don't stand him. He had the audacity to post on his birthday. <laughs> like anybody cares. With his dog. Bro, sell your dog to somebody who's not a pedophile. What? Hold on. I feel like we're going off the rails, bro. I don't know. I feel like bro. pedophiles do not deserve the most innocent okay. being on the planet. That's fair. Yeah. James Charles, sell your dog. Average and all.